Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Melanin and Miles. It's Janelle here doing another interview with another influencer I found off on Instagram. Her name is Jade, and she has traveled all over the world and always in production filming something or just doing something we are super excited that we finally got this interview <laughs> actually scheduled um because we both had delays but welcome jay thank you so much i am glad to finally connect with you so um i read a little bit about you but you could could you tell the audience a little bit about yourself like where you're from and how your background really ties in with travel sure um i was born in chicago Um, I consider Houston, Texas home, and I split my time currently between Knoxville, Tennessee, and Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I have been an avid traveler um, practically my entire life. My parents uh, started me flying at a, probably before I was even able to walk or in diapers. Um, And I remember taking my first solo trip by the time that I was 17. So for me, travel um, and exploration of other countries started very early, and it was really just part of expanding life views and and something that I've really, really enjoyed over the years. Um, I work as a TV producer, um, and I currently have another position on deck, but not going to reveal that just yet. We're hoping to actually have some answers come through today, but um, just any number of things that I've been involved with over the years from uh, entrepreneurship and event planning. I originally started out in pharmaceutical sales. So just kind of all over the board, less traditional than most people when it comes to a professional career space. But travel has always been one of my first loves and passion. That's really cool. And like, how have you been able to tie travel in with like all of your career opportunities? Or were you always just keeping it separate? Um. Good question. Some opportunities allowed for more travel than others. For instance, in the entrepreneurial space, um, my event company that I started in Houston, Texas, um, was uh, able to expand to other countries. We started doing events in Mexico um, and uh, the Caribbean. And so, you know, 
travel was able to be tied in in some spaces. Um, some was more local travel when it came to pharmaceutical sales. Uh, that was more locally stateside than anything international. Um, but in TV, um, it's wherever the story is. And so I've been blessed to have opportunities um, to tell stories from all over the place. Um, and some of those episodes were filmed in other countries. But I'd have to say the majority of, of the travel has been personal. Um, but the one really, really important tie-in that I had was when I decided to go back and get my master's degree. Um, it was in global leadership, and I was very intent on having a multicultural experience, and I was blessed to live in Florence um, uh, for almost a year, as well as finish um, my first year in my master's degree. Oh, that's exciting. Were you able to, um, I guess, like, get funding to go ahead and do that? Or was it all out of pocket? Um, you can, um, I, I'm a, a veteran, so um, I am service connected. And so I, I do have the blessing and benefit of that education assistance. However, um, for instance, at Gonzaga University and several other universities, there are study programs that allow for scholarships, grants, um, but you can use financial aid in any number of ways. Um, one example would be, for instance, if you were taking courses and you had financial aid that was left over, some of that can be you know, funded towards your travel and your uh, living accommodations. It just depends on how much of a sacrifice you're willing to make for the repayment of those loans later on. Um, and, you know, how you want to structure it. But there is definitely plenty of options out there. Um, and it's just something that you kind of have to dig around and, and find out what works best for you. Yeah, no, that's a great point. A lot of our audience is kind of in like the college phase of their life right now. So I just want to make mm -hmm. sure like people know, you know, there's always opportunity, even if you don't have like the money right now, there's always some, some type of funding opportunity for y'all to still go. Absolutely. And and the thing is, is um, there's programs that really encourage um, those kind of exercises and studies. Um, and the great thing is, is that especially for college students, it gives you something uh, or somewhat of a leg up on your resume when you have international experience, because a lot of these are um, internships as well which allows you to work for Fortune 500 companies as an intern. Um, and at least you have uh, some viable work experience and something that would really catch the eye of a potential employer if you take advantage of those opportunities. Definitely. So make sure y'all go look up these study abroad programs now. They're all opening back up. You know, it's <laughs> we're getting towards the <laughs> end of COVID a little bit in the U.S. at least. So you might be able to find something. Yeah, definitely. So back to, I guess, your overall travel experiences, because I'm sure you've been all over the world. What would you say is your biggest travel mistake, something that you would warn anyone from ever doing next trip they go on? <laughs> Actually, I have a whole list of those, but um, <laughs> I think I am usually pretty um, relentless about doing research on any given country or location before I go. Um, there were just some, it's kind of like the cliche, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, when I was traveling in Europe, something that I never even 
thought about asking was luggage size, room size, accommodations and things like that. And so when I moved to Florence, I had no clue that the same regulations that we normally see in the United States, such as handicap rooms or doorways that, you know, accommodate or elevators, just the smallest things. Now I understand, of course, by experience, why people in Europe tend to travel with what we consider those little carry-on bags as their entire luggage when they're traveling, even for long periods of time. Um, Because many of these hotels in Europe, uh, London, Paris, any number of places do not have escalators and elevators. Even the train stations, you are walking upstairs. Um, so if you have any kind of injury, if you're on crutches, even a wheelchair, accommodations in these hotel rooms are completely different than in the Caribbean countries, Mexico, or anywhere else. They are very small showers where you can't even put your hands out to the side, you know, things you just would not think of. And so here I am with three, you know, 30 inch size bags trying to lug it around, um, you know, places like Venice where there's no transportation other than waterways. Let me tell you, it was a learning experience. And in the middle of 30 degree weather, that is something I wish someone had educated me on before I got there. Yeah, that sounds like a major culture shock. <laughs> that would have been a lot to take in. <laughs> it, it definitely made getting around much more difficult to the point where I I really offloaded a lot of my luggage and just sent stuff back in boxes because it, it was impossible walking around cobblestones, trying to get around to der- various train stations when you've got three, you know, full size bags that are loaded down. It's just, yeah, it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> Sheesh, yeah, that's that sounds like a lot. Pack light, y'all. Just it's- pack light. <laughs> so I guess on the opposite side of that, um, not your biggest travel mistake, but more like your favorite thing about travel or your favorite trip, what would you say that is? Um, I have a lot of favorite places. Um, I would say most recently Guatemala. Um, my boyfriend and I traveled there for my 50th birthday. Um, but my happy place, the place that, you know, you'll always find places that you'll go back to. And and at this point, I'm trying not to do too many repeats because there's just so many places to visit. However, Thailand is going to be a forever favorite. Um, I love the food. I love the culture. I love the weather. Um, There is so much to experience. Um, Leaving out of Thailand, BKK International Airport connects you to places like Cambodia and Vietnam and you know, Singapore and Hong Kong. And it's, it's just like jumping on a Southwest flight and you're just doing it out of, you know, that particular um, hub. But the food is extremely cheap. The accommodations, what we consider four and five star hotels, you know, at two and three star hotel prices, um, public transportation is very, very easy. There were no language barriers. Um, and it's just it's just a really incredible place. Um, since I'm also pretty heavy on fashion, I love being able to go there and have custom clothing made, you know, at a fraction of the price of what I would buy something retail in the States. So Thailand is, is definitely high on my list um, for recommendations as a solo traveler or, you know, even in a group. Yeah, I feel the same way, um, especially 
like for me I like Thailand more for the nature side like there's so many like tours and like things you can like hike and explore out there it's just a mm -hmm. great, like all around place <laughs> it is and and it's like you know people from all over the country kind of you know, combine energies and synergies there. You'll meet backpacks, backpackers and expats from all over the world, some that have lived there for years, some that are just there visiting. And it's just, I've just never had a bad experience there. It's always been something that I could, um, you know, hold on to and do new the next time or, or try all over again. But yeah, I love Thailand. So um, I know you've been doing a lot of travel kind of like recently or you have some upcoming like literally this week or next week. <laughs> um, what would you say has been the most challenging part of like traveling with the whole COVID pandemic going on, um, different like rules and regulations in each country, et cetera? Um, I, yep, I am actually, we are leaving again tomorrow. We'll be heading to Barbados. Um, I personally was probably one of those being a little more adventurous than others because I actually traveled last year too um, and absolutely loved it when the planes were empty and TSA had no line. Um, and it was actually not a bad experience at all. However, this year um, has definitely presented some new challenges. Uh, the first one is that being vaccinated, to be quite honest, um, has not necessarily been a benefit. And let me qualify what, what I mean by when I say a benefit. All countries, except maybe a few at this point, are still requiring COVID um, testing prior to entering the country. So you have to really time your travel because it cannot be done more than 72 hours in advance, um, which means if you are getting a PCR test, um, you have to know when you're getting those lab results back. And with such a backlog, sometimes that's a little bit of a challenge. So you, you've, you've got that. Um, some countries like Barbados, not only are they requiring 72 hours before you leave to get on the plane here in America, but when you land at the airport, they are also requiring another test when you deplane and you have yet another one uh, leaving the country. So I think, it's a little more annoying than challenging, but it's also costly because while you can still pretty much get COVID testing done for free here, either by saying you don't have insurance or whatever it is, in other countries, I have yet to see where it has been less than anywhere between $100 and $150. So you figure if you're traveling monthly or, or several times a month, you know, you can rack up good $300, $500 bill in COVID testing um, and some of these locations are pretty remote. Um, in Guatemala, we had a two-hour drive uh, to, to get COVID testing done. So you figure round trip, you may be paying $100, $120 for the ride plus $150 for the test. So it, it's getting a little bit expensive. I don't, I don't care how much you might be balling. It, it is definitely a costly um, endeavor to be traveling during these times. Yeah, that does sound like a lot. I know like recently they've been coming out with like at-home tests, but I wonder like how much those are starting to cost and like how that works for actually getting the results. 
Well, let me tell everybody right now, don't do it um, because airlines are not taking those home tests and hotels will not take those home tests because to be quite honest, if you think about it, um, what would prevent you from having your sister take that test for you? Now, we'd all like to work on the honesty system, but uh, that is more for the person who you know, maybe they still have some fears or intrepidation about being out and about. They want to find out if they're positive or negative. But as it relates to travel, do not invest in those home tests because they are not accepted. Oh, that's a good tip. Thank you for sharing. Because <laughs> I would have bought all these home tests thinking it would work. Nope, you cannot use them. They will not accept those. All um, airlines will only accept um, an antigen test. So you have to make sure that it is an antigen test because there are several out there. There's rapid tests, there's um, the lab-based results, there's blood work. So you, you have to really do your homework and your research on these various airlines because even all of the airlines are not requiring the same thing. So you have to check the country you're going to, um, their quarantine, as well as the American Airlines. Okay, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's good information for some upcoming trips I had. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so um, let's see. We already talked about some of your upcoming travel plans. I guess where can we find you on social media or any other platforms um, so we can follow some of your trips and travel stories? Absolutely. Actually, I have two pages. My main page um, is I am Jade Gold. So I am J-A-D-E-G-O-L-D. I also have a secondary page, which is Jade Gold Rising, but that name is going to change because um, it will actually be a couple's page. It'll be uh, changing pretty soon. But yeah, love for you guys to follow. Um, there's lots of things I have coming up. One of the classes that I'm going to be offering is all of the benefits to gaining residency and investing in properties in Costa Rica. Um, there's so much more than just traveling experiences and things that um, can be a real benefit, not only from a financial standpoint, but that can allow people to travel and fund uh, their passions by creating businesses such as Airbnb, rental investments in other countries. That's so nice. Um, I'll link both of your accounts in the show notes and I'll hopefully it's changed by the time <laughs> um, the episode comes out. If not, I'll go back and fix it for y'all so you can easily find her. Awesome. And now we're kind of wrapping up, getting to the end of the interview. And I want to ask my favorite question. I ask it in every interview and it's why do you think black women should travel? Wow. Um, you know, I think there is a lot of stigma um, around black female travelers, black female influencers. And one of the best ways to remove that stigma and change um, the outlook of Black women traveling and making it the norm is to get out there and do it. Um, There's so many ways to create travel opportunities. You don't have to travel in big groups. Um, solo travel is just as rewarding as traveling with Bay or in, you know, a couple situation. But the biggest thing is, is planning in advance um, and choosing locations maybe that are a little bit closer to home. Mexico is always a great place to start. Um, and then start to venture out as you start to get your travel feet wet, as they say. 
Um, and just being able to take on a whole new cultural experience. You meet people, um, you experience food, sounds, religions, culture from so many different places. And I think, honestly, um, it helped me to see the world differently. Um, we have one perspective about Black women here in the United States, but it's very different in other countries. And I think it's really great to have that experience under your belt, especially as a younger person um, or at any age. But it just helps you see the world differently. And it helps other people see Black women culturally um, as more of the norm and rather than just kind of the one-off irregulars. Um, so get in some of these travel groups, follow travel blogs and travel influencers, garner the tips and information that they put on their pages, um, everything from safety guidelines to where to stay, be it Airbnb or resorts, and just get out there and be willing to, to make some mistakes because even seasoned travelers like myself and many others, trust me, we run into them because there's just some things you, you can't avoid. But the best thing is the experiences that you'll have from this point forward. Thank you. I loved your response. And like I said, it's my favorite question. I ask it all the time and everyone has their own twist or taste onto why they think Black women should travel in it. All of it combined is always so true. And I hope we see more of y'all out here traveling the world. Thank you again for doing this interview, Jade. I really loved all of your travel stories, your year in Italy, you know, um, your COVID precautions, all of it. Like, I think this was a great interview. So thanks again. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I hope it is helpful. Um, and I will definitely, I'm going to try working on getting the second page up so it'll, it'll be up and have um, some travel couples influences on there as well. <laughs>